hello and welcome to the final episode of season two of the Power Giant podcast. I'm already losing my voice. It's probably a good time to be ending the season. We've had a whole week of amazing, amazing women who I've been speaking to every single day in the run up to International Women's Day, which is today, Monday, the 8th of March. And through the week, I have been saying that the final episode of this season, of season two, um, on International Women's Day is going to be with somebody very, very special to me. Um, the most incredible woman in my life. Um, and we've had our ups and downs, that's for sure. Um, she's somebody who is my biggest support, but also my biggest challenge all rolled into one. And I've had a few people saying, who is it going to be and see? Who is it going to be? Some people have had a guess and they've guessed it right. Um, some people have said to me, I hope it's this person. Um, so either you're going to be like, yes, it is this person, or you're going to be disappointed. But my final guess for season two of the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality, on International Women's Day is my mum! Hi, mum! Hi, Sredu. Thank you very much for introducing me in a such a nice, flattering manner. That's okay, I'm really mom. flattered by it. Are you? So mum, does this mean that I can get away with murder now? Anytime, Rita. That, that's a lie. You just, you literally just say this because we're on a pod, pod, podcast, no, a podcast no. recording. No, let me stop you there. At times in the past, we have done quite so many things together and you have got what you wanted, darling. Anyway, let's move on from that. <laughs> let's focus on the important things. Um, so, Mom, I wanted you, you know, I had Dad to end season two, um, yeah. season two, season one even, um, and absolutely loved it. And I've been saying to you for ages, haven't I? Mom, I can't wait to get you on the podcast. Um, and... You've been a little bit reluctant, haven't you, to be on the podcast? Yes, I, I was. Um, yes. And you're here. Sort of. Sometimes it's best just to spring things on you, isn't it? Because sometimes the more time you have to overthink it, it can get a little bit frustrating and annoying and everything else. So um, I know I've sprung it on you a little bit. But I wanted to have you on, not just because I've had Dad on the podcast, but I did want to have you on because, you know, I think it's fair to say that you and I have a different relationship to what me and Dad do. Would you say that's fair? In sort of a way, yes. And, you know, we'll talk about a little, you know, that in a little bit more detail. But you and I have had our ups and downs, I think it'd be fair to say, over the years, haven't we? Um, but actually... We've got so much that I want to talk about and so much I want to ask you. So, I know you're a mom. Yes, ma'am. And a woman. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for clarity. Yeah, thank you for that clarity, mom. I appreciate it. And thank you very much. And you're also a mom of three daughters. You've got three girls. Um, I'm the youngest and the favourite. Which I've got three beautiful girls, young ladies. First one is incredible. Second one is fabulous, and no, you did no. it the wrong way round. <laughs> the wrong way round. Oh, I'm just going to stop you. Can I just clarify that Bob literally got her own kids the wrong? She's literally in hysterics now. Her own kids the wrong way round on a podcast. See, you are on my mind. So Mark, you came first. Thank you, incredible. Um, which I think proves that I am the favourite. Anyway, let's move on from that. So, Mom, you Moments. were, you know, like I said, you're um, a mom of your own three <clears throat> girls, and Ma who is your mom, so Ma is what 
you know, other people might refer to as Nan, for example, but that's what we called her. We called her Ma. Um, she lived with us for quite a while. Yes, she did. Um, and I know that she was a huge part of my life as a child growing up, a huge part of my life. And I remember her really well, um, really, really well. Um, and may she rest in peace. Um, and she was a big part of your life growing up, wasn't she? Yes, she has been with her because when I was young, only nine years old, that time my dad passed away. And uh, my mom, she has been next to me till she died and my brother has been a father figure for me is as well because he has been so good and he has helped us a lot in a sense that while I was young growing up as a teenager and we had you know good life and we had very bad uh, what you call it, um, after my dad died, was... It was really tough, wasn't it? Very tough. And I can still remember a few things, what they were going through, but they didn't make me even think for a minute also that uh, we are struggling financially. Did, oh. did, so they hid that... They, they tried really hard to hide that reality from you. Oh, yes, they did. And my brother, he did his best to give give all three sisters whatever we wanted and he did his best not to refuse anything and there was very there was a unity in between us my mom and my my other two sisters and my brother and my mom always said that whenever i'm there or not there you have to respect your dad uh, brother like a dad, because he has been there for you. And then when he got married, and Touchwood, my sister-in-law, is marvelous, very good. I'm so lucky to her. You've got a mate, so, you know, we call her Mommy. Mommy, and and we call her Bobby. Bobby. And, you know, so, you know, you're the youngest, aren't you, Mom? So you're the youngest, and then you've got um, two... Um, older sisters so yes. to me that's Rashida Massey and Nafa Massey that's and right. then you've got Mama your your oldest brother yes and so you were nine years old when your when your dad died do you have do you have any memories of your dad do you remember him because you were so young as well weren't you yes I remember a few things my dad was very outgoing uh, he traveled a lot and he had his own business First, uh, before he moved to Bombay, he had a shop. And I remember my all the primes and pushers we used to get in olden days. All those used to come from Japan. Okay. And I used to go to my dad's shop and play with those. Uh, and you, you remember that as a child? Yeah, as a child. Only very vaguely. And then, uh, as... As I was growing up, I knew my dad, uh, very family-oriented man. And his, for him, uh, the dinner has to be with the family. And on Sundays, he was a member of Lions Club, but he wouldn't go. And because. my mom would tell no, you've got to go. And say, no, my life is my wife and my children, and I'm going to spend my Sunday afternoon with my family. I remember that 
that as well but he was very hot tempered as well oh um, that's now i know where you get it from mom <laughs> and he didn't like anything people uh, crossing the borderline in other words like uh, if you're going showing tantrums out outside wherever we go we are not spoken properly or not well behaved he would, he wouldn't like it so he was quite strict strict in a in a good way that if he said he said that if i'm going out with my family and the family has to behave in such a manner that people would say oh wow look at them and that's i've learned from him and that's i always wanted for my children and my children to go and have a disciplined well mannered life well spoken and touchwood my but, three girls has done that but, and my support was my husband and good old dad loved dad yeah. um, and i think you know i've i remember growing up that you didn't talk about your dad very much and you know we would ask questions and i think that we sort of grew up knowing that you know not that we couldn't ask the questions but you it was obviously really hard for you you know you were 9 years old can you remember how your mom was when when your dad died can you remember you know did did, did her, her life obviously changed forever yes um from mom it was a big shock because as far, as far as i remember i know my my dad and mom were very close and uh, my my dad and mom they did whatever they did together going out on holidays anything and then it is it's another story about my dad not in a bad way but how he was uh, his friend uh, took over his business and how he left my dad penniless and how my brother had to struggle So was this to, after he had died? After he had died because afterwards we realized that mm that's there's something not right and because of that my dad had a biggest shock and he had, he had a heart attack and he passed away. And so is that is that how he died? Yes, that was a shock. It was of a shock. He was crossing the road and he was so much uh taken aback that i helped my friend because he was without a job i i made him a partner in my business and that's what he did and yet i wish i had listened to my wife my and that was a guilt for my dad that my wife was stopping me that please don't do this and i wish i had listened to her and sometimes men think that oh no women don't understand few things but no men are totally wrong i don't know why men think that they shouldn't be listening to a woman you shouldn't be working under women because they don't know anything and i'm totally against all and, those and, things and and that's the thing though isn't it you're not saying that men are completely wrong what you're saying is it's the, it's the it's the mindset that some men have which yes. is you know that they can't you know they they struggle sometimes having a female boss for example or feeling like oh women don't understand the world of business or the world of of the yes. finances and actually that's not true women do understand they oh, are yes. intelligent enough to understand they do get it so 
so you know mom I've, i didn't know this story if i'm being honest with you because i've i know we've asked before you've always been very vague obviously as we were younger growing up about what actually happened to um my granddad your dad mm-hmm. um and so he was he found out that his friend had betrayed him betrayed, in, the, in yeah. the business um he was left with nothing after trying to help him yeah. and he was crossing a road did you say yes and uh, the taxi hit him and then he was taken to the hospital he only stayed there for a night and next in the morning he passed away and he had had a heart attack yeah the heart at, attack of the shock and... after hearing the news yes i am honestly yeah. i this is genuinely the first time i've ever heard this story which in some ways makes me quite frustrated at myself you know to to be I'm an adult in my own right now I might be the youngest and it's funny because whenever I see you and dad it's like I I regress into being a child again even though I'm an adult and I live independently but I can't believe that that's a story I didn't know I genuinely didn't know the the reality and and I I know that will be a sense of wanting to protect us from yes but uh, the reason uh, we didn't I was not saying much about it is because it's a history and you all are growing up and we have me and dad has gone through a lot as well in our life and we didn't wanted anything uh you three girls to think and worry about all those things and uh we wanted you to study have a good life Yes we have been harsh with you at times with regarding the school wise studying and everything uh financially not in a bad way just we wanted you to stand on your two feet and face this cruel world and make you realize that it's not simple life life I, is very hard I you know I think back to um I think back to when we were younger and I vividly there's things now that I know about what really happened to your dad where things suddenly these jigsaw puzzles are are coming together in my head where things make sense to me um about certain things that you were very very strict not even strict you were very strong on your view of um and you know looking back now i think about how strongly you felt about friendships for example yes. and you know and actually one of the things that i feel really strongly about that you know that's instilled within me i didn't know where that value came from but something that i feel very strongly about um as an adult is how important the people that you surround yourself with are crucial so i know for example from having some questionable friends that didn't help me to be the best version that i am that now as an adult i choose those people very carefully so they're people that you know you've met that you love that you adore you know that you you, you and dad seem to accumulate more daughters um <laughs> you know as life goes on there's Steph and there's Emily and Sophia and Sarah you know they they just seem to add up don't they yes. um and actually that value must have come from you sort of drilling that into me as you know choosing those people is so important because they can they can quite literally kill you can't they you oh, know yes. he he died of a heart attack from shock and got run over yeah. after hearing that news that that is huge that turned your entire life around yes. forever yes you know and like you know he he never saw you marry he never met your children he nothing at all you know he he I missed mean, out on all of those things and all of you did as well yeah 
and that is the biggest regret we have got in our life all all brothers and uh, my brothers and sisters that and he used to love to go into a new house bigger house he was he, he loved his life he loved his family he was such an outgoing man and he was always dreaming oh once my children will get married i will have grandchildren and i want a big house and well that wasn't that didn't happen for that him. didn't happen and that me uh, when i got married and i always had wanted no i'll make sure that my children and me and my husband we work hard to be to be where we are now at, at the moment and my husband always wanted the his girls to have education which he he didn't get it he wanted his girls to have enjoy their life which oh we did enjoy our life but without some of the hardships that you and yes. dad because i one of the things that i that's always stuck with me is you know as as you know we, we've grown up in um we're born you know me mun and fats so that's my sisters we you know we we're born and bred in birmingham we've grown up in western society but we have a cultural identity yes. we're indian we're african and we're really proud of that and that's been instilled in us we've been brought up with it but, and i remember quite vividly people around me that i went to sixth form with for example who were of other sort of ethnic backgrounds different to mine but of an ethnic background who would always find it really shocking that you um, and sp- more specifically dad because of the traditions around you know the pressures that can come from a dad how they were always so shocked that none of us three were ever pressured about finding a man or getting married and that's never been part of our arena and actually you know the thing that's always stuck with me always um and coming from you know it came from you but it came from dad a lot where he would always say to us my my key isn't whether or not you get married it's about you standing on your own two feet it's being independent and i remember people around thinking you know as that stereotype of that cultural sort of oh it must mean that you must be you know i'm i'm in my early 30s i'm not married you don't see me any differently nope. you know i still get lectured to save money and have a pension and do all <laughs> of those things but actually you know mom and you mom like you're not here you and dad never had a problem with me living my life independently um and still encourage me to do that oh um, yes because but is me and dad uh, me and my husband don't think oh marriage is everything in life no because till you are not independent you don't see your life you don't enjoy your life there's no point in getting married just to show to your society that you're married but are you happy no and i was we brothers and sisters were never forced into marriage we were always my dad used to say whatever you want as far as you should be happy and we should know we should know with whom you're going out where you're going out and this what time you'll be coming back that honesty and the honesty should be there with us nothing to hide anything and that's what we are tried me and my husband tried with our girls as well please be honest if you like somebody please come and tell us there's no harm in falling in love 
That's natural. Oh, this is all getting a bit deep now, isn't it, Mom? There's no habit falling in love. No. <laughs> because, yeah, that is true, sweetheart, because... But and as you said that, I just one conversation I do remember having with you because you actually said it to Steph and I this morning, and it really made me laugh when um, you were talking about talk about falling in love. One of the, the you know we've been talking about how for you and Dad, the thing that we were brought up with is be independent, stand on your own two feet. But actually, for you. What was the thing that your mom wanted, worried about the most for you? Can, do you remember what you told Steph and I this morning? <laughs> yeah, because I, as I was growing up and our life changed, my brother worked very, very hard to be, to be where he is now at the moment. Touch wood, financially, he's very, very stable, very good. And then I was the youngest one, well, my girls, they say that I'm spoiled. You are spoiled, Mom. I don't know. But there again, yes, he has given me whatever I wanted, whatever I've asked for, he has he gave it to me. Anyway, moving on. And I was not taking it seriously about going in the kitchen and learning about cooking and housework or anything. I was easy come, easy go, going out, spending money, uh, organizing the parties and everything, and making sure that uh, when I used to work in a school, I was an uh, infant teacher in India, and I used to say, oh, where shall we go on a holiday now? I've never been out with my friends on a holiday. I'm a very family-oriented woman. I always wanted to go with my fa- uh, family only. So I would tell my brother, nag him, oh, come on, let's go somewhere. And he would say, okay, you think where you want to go, and we would go out. Mom, you're avoiding my question. What did no, my, I'm not avoiding, what did, I'm coming what, to the point. What did Ma used to say to you? And then my mom used to say, oh, fair enough. But when will you be serious and start concentrating on housework? And I would say, oh, mom, don't worry. I will do it when the time comes. And I will learn when I'll get married. He said, oh, no, you'll be crying. And you'll say, oh, mom, I wish I had learned something. But no, I don't regret a bit. Because I've been so lucky to have my friends around who helped me to do the cooking. And and, and that's the thing, though. And, and I think that in itself, is, I think some people would hear that and go, oh, my God, you know, you know, that's not how women should be. And actually... Back then, that was the norm, wasn't it? That that was the, you know, right now, I can never, ever remember you or Dad saying to any three of us, you need to learn to cook for, no. if you get married, you've, you, you said you need to learn to cook to feed yourselves and to eat healthy. Yeah. So whilst it would never, you know, be said in this generation, back then, you know, that was very normal, wasn't it? It was normal, but saying that... When my mom got married, she when she didn't know how to cook, her mother-in-law taught her, and that's what she was. She was very lucky in that sense as well. Her in-law's side, she had no pressure, nothing at all, and there was a lot of unity in her family as well in her in-laws, and same thing with my mother-in-law, because when my mom told my mother-in-law that, oh look. I can't do, I can't 
cook. And my mother said, so what? Don't worry, I'm there. I'll teach her. And, and that's the thing, though, having... You know, having it goes back to having good people around you. Which, oh yes, it which, plays a which, big part. Yeah, which makes such a, a huge, huge difference. Difference, yes. So, thinking, you know, you lived like you said, um, and the one bit I do know about your story is that when you were in India, and Mama, your brother, who was a father figure to you, um, your mom never remarried. No. Um, you know, she she was she brought you guys up on yeah. her own and with you know your brother's help. Um, and you're the youngest, and you did. You lived a lavish lifestyle. You yes, lived, I did. You no regrets at all. You, I really enjoyed thoroughly. Yeah, and you know, like you said, you um, I remember you telling us about how you had your shoes made personally for you, and you went to parties, and you know, you lived you lived a good life, and oh, yes. and you know, a big part of that was you were the youngest, and therefore you got away with it essentially yes. um and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that when you became a mom yourself and you've like I said, you know we've already said you've got three girls um do you remember thinking because one of the things that you know we've all battled with and still do can be the the pressures from society the pressures around the jobs that we do and you know in the in, in our cultural world that pressure still exists doesn't it yes. you know proving your worth proving what you do or what you don't do or whether you're worthy and all of those sorts of things thinking about having your own children what was your biggest your biggest challenge with what you faced in terms of being a mom to three girls Biggest challenge. What do you mean by not biggest challenge? In what way? So, in terms of, did you have pressures, or did you ever feel the pressure from society about the choices you were making about how you brought up your girls? And for example, you know, like, like you know, both um, Manira and Fasma went. That you know, they lived abroad for a year. Yes. Um, I moved out. I was the first to move out as the youngest and live independently. Um, you know, all of those sorts of things. You know, and that whilst I know that you and Dad did face challenge, we, yes, that was never told to us because I remember asking both of you on several occasions, and you said, "Oh, we'll deal with that. We'll we'll answer those questions." Did you have questions about how you how you were oh, bringing up yes. your girls? I and I now I remember because. I am, like, mine and my husband's aim was we wanted our children to have a good education, touch wood, they all graduated now, and we didn't want it to pressure them to go into the field to show, oh, he or she is a doctor or an advocate or whatever, accountant. No. We, always, we decided that whatever they are interested in, they have to go, and because at the end of the day, it's their life. They have to live their own life, and we are here today, we won't be there tomorrow. So what's the point in forcing them to go into studies, which they are not interested? So my eldest daughter, she was interested in languages, French, uh, French and she's a, uh, she's a project manager at the moment. She's into IT. My middle daughter, she's a uh, 
language teacher. She is. French and she speaks French and Spanish fluently. And my youngest one, our sweetheart, is very challenging, very, very we are really proud of what she's doing at the moment is going out, doing her own thing. She's running her business and uh, she likes to help people. And I've got, I don't know how to express. She knows what I mean. Anyway, come to the story. Come to the point is uh, when my eldest one had to go, it was, it was a part of her course to, she had to go to France for a year abroad. We said, yes, of course, you have to because that's a part and parcel of your uni life. And then my middle daughter had to go to Spain and France. So we were ready for that. So we did send them abroad. And oh, dear, 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 dear. Our society, oh, you shouldn't be sending her them. They are girls and you don't know. And I remember, I'm not going to mention any names, but one of our very close friends told those people, that they trust their girls. That's the reason they have sent her them out for studies and to finish their studies. But because you don't trust your children, that's the reason you all are not giving any independence to your children. So whatever they are doing, they exactly know what they are doing. So stop interfering. And we didn't even bother about the outside world. Because I, you know, and I remember, I think about, um, you know, when I moved to Northamptonshire yeah. and, um, you know, it was, it, it was, it was really exciting and fun and the amount of stuff that I had was ridiculous. And I remember, and you know, I remember people very close in our, in our, in our lives, um, in terms of not necessarily close in relationships, but close in terms of how they knew us, um, being really quite brutal towards me in particular to say, you know, I, I to say, you know, what, how, why are you leaving your parents' home and what have you? And I remember being quite angry, really quite frustrated. And it wasn't the once; it would happen every single time we saw each other yeah. or conversation. Um, and I remember both you and Dad. Um, and I remember Dad, you were both there. But I remember Dad holding me by my shoulders and sort of saying to to me, "Don't worry about it. That's okay. Let them have their opinion because nothing's gonna. You're not gonna change it." And I remember Dad saying to me, and that was the first time that I realised that you and Dad must get those questions. Was when he said, "Do you not think me and Mum are used to this?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "People will question. People will have their opinion because they don't have better things in life to do." I, I, yeah, and actually, that was the first time that I realised. And it wasn't that I wasn't aware that obviously society didn't give us those challenges because we grew up with it yeah. constantly, from the clothes that we wore to the places that we went to to the, the the you know the choices that we made or what whatever that looked like. And people took real issue to that, but they took more issue. All Almost to yours, your parenting in the essence that essentially because you had girls, you shouldn't be allowing us. Yes, it was almost like this thing of that belonging sat with you and dad, and you and dad 
didn't like stereotype that. sort of thing absolutely that stereotype of you know your your girls from an ethnic minority and therefore you shouldn't be allowed i remember the word being allowed are you allowed to do this being yes, used so. a lot to me um and i remember thinking what do you mean am i al- am i allowed to live in Dep- well yes of course i'm allowed to live <laughs> yeah and you we laugh about it now don't we but yes. it, it was a battle it really was a battle and i think a lot of the time now the pe- most people have just got used to it and they leave us to it and they don't really care anymore but the, now when looking behind uh, now people has changed their thoughts as well and i think they have realized and when they s- s- uh, saw the children growing up and you all girls moving out and standing on a two feet i think even they started realizing that no there's nothing wrong in it why to pressure our children to do what society wants to do no and i think without me and my husband being supportive to each other no way we would have been able to face this challenge absolutely and, and it was a real you know we've always it's always frustrated us being younger how how united you and dad were with those challenges i hope um, and we stay like that mom you say touch wood all the time this is where i get your the superstition from i've never <laughs> realized how much you say it till this recording but you know I, and whilst it was I don't frust- think so. you do mom whilst it was frustrating for us growing up because you couldn't play you know we'd go to dad and dad will say go talk to mom and then you'll talk to mom and then mom will say oh i need to talk to dad and you never got an answer and it was really annoying um <laughs> and but actually you know without that support for each other bringing up daughters in in a world with the cultural challenges isn't easy no it um, isn't it, and i must say that my husband has been so supportive to me as well there's a lot of love for, were, there's a lot of love for dad isn't there <laughs> you know that we all love, we all let's put it this way we are strong charges we are strong charges, charges yeah yeah while she talk about dad though and you know i mentioned at the start of this episode that you and i have had a different relationship to what me and dad have and you know mean i i think i'm, I'm i think it's fair to say that especially growing up me and you ha- had a very fiery relationship yes um and you know even sometimes now as adults <laughs> you know me and dad will I, uh fiery in a sweet way of fiery not very serious way of fiery i think well i'd say that there's been an element of both mom because actually you know even now as adults and you know i i am a very fiery character um i get it from you yes um i'm very vocal um i will say what i have to say and you just s- gone on me yeah and you're the same and i think even now of things that aren't very significant they're usually very insignificant things but even as two adults i will ring dad and you know i can't remember the last time me and dad have been so angry with each other we've been like fine bye and put the phone down but me and you do have those moments don't we oh yes i think i think each and every family would have that uh, little bit of things because sometimes it is difficult for children to understand uh, parents and for parents to under- understand the children as well because Don't get me wrong. Parents are not always always right. No, they're not. No, they are, we are not and I say that as well. Not I'm not very denying often, that. Mom, not very often. No, it all depends what the uh, topic is. And what, what what 
which side of the bed you've got up that morning as well. <laughs> yeah, say that as well. But at the same time, when we cool down, we sit down and we weigh our pros and cons together and say, oh, yeah, what she was saying is right, what I was is wrong. But I think it's a human nature. Sometimes we do want to give in and we say, oh, no. I'm but, right. But this, and I think that right there, Mom, what you've just said, you've hit the nail on the head. That is precisely why I think you and I have clashed over the years, haven't we? Um, and you and I have had some corker arguments. <laughs> um, and we have clashed. And I think it's because for exactly that reason, Dad and I, Dad, you know, Dad is very soft with me, isn't he? Um, Dad has always been soft with all three of us. He has, he has. And, you know, Dad's a far more sort of, you know, mellow character. Yes. um, Which is weird because actually in in his world of work, he's very fierce and he's very sort of forthright. But, and, and, you know, Dad has been, you know, I've always said this, Dad has been the essence of where I've learned grit and hard work. I learned how to enjoy life and have parties and you know spend my money and have nice clothes from you because like you said that's what you did but not that I'm saying you don't work hard but that that grit and that hard work has come from dad yes and that's why I do what I do I think with three girls that has really tried to show you all three girls that to live to face this cruel world you have to do this to stand on your two feet because you are a young ladies and outside world, especially we said earlier on that men, they don't like to work under women and it becomes, I just want to clarify, you don't mean all men, you're talking not all about men, not all men. Some no, some men. Some, some men. Let sorry, if I if I sounded that all men, not all of them. Some men. They they think, Oh, women and they look down upon that. And you have to fight your corner, don't you? Oh yes, you have to. You know you have to and and that's something that you know, we've learned and I think, you know, I think people listening to this episode alone just by hearing hearing you talk and hearing how me and you talk together will probably hear why you and I have that sort of you know, we have the fiery relationship in the sense that we fiercely have each other's backs. Um, you will not allow a bad word to be said, even if it might be true, but you will never allow a bad word to be said about me. If somebody's turned oh, around no. and said, you know, um, I remember yeah. um, academically, for example, I didn't do, you know, I wasn't academic in the same way that, you know, my sisters were. And I remember... Let me stop you there. You were good. I just couldn't yeah. be bothered. Yes, yeah. that's what is but right. Anyway, but what the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, you, we fiercely have each other's backs um, and we do not allow a bad word to be said against each other. No. But actually, the reason you and I can't, do have this feisty relationship is one of the things that, you know, we, we, we always say, don't we, people's parents, they, they're your role models. That's who you that's who you become. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I've always said like that, that sense of grit and hard work and emotion that comes from dad that I've learned which is why I have that relationship with dad but the reason that I am feisty and stubborn and 
you know, all of those things is because of you. And that's not a criticism. You know, I, I, that is who I am and I'm proud of all of those things, but that's come from, from you, which is why whilst we clash, it's also the essence of who I am. Yeah, it's exactly. Be- it's because, you know, you've taught me that. Mom, it's International Women's Day and I can't not ask you the question. I know that you know, you have, like you've said, from your mother-in-law to, you know, your friends around you, you've had some amazing women in your life. Yes, that's what I've been very lucky so in that and sense. Who have really helped you, supported you, had your back. But if I was to say to you, if there was a certain woman or even a couple, you know, of women who have really, really stuck with you, who've really inspired you, who would you say they are and why? Okay. First of all, it's my mom. Okay. Uh, she has been a great inspiration for me is because the way she brought herself in without her husband, without my dad, and how she uh, taught us to be on, to stand on two feet. Same thing goes with my colleague friend. She's retired now. The way she is now, keeping in touch with everybody, outgoing, very friendly, very helpful. And when I started my job, how the way she helped me and supported me, and I, I'm really, really grateful to have these women in my life and and my auntie she is in her late 80s at the moment she is my uncle passed away bless him and though she is living on her own the way she goes she is independent and she likes to do the things by herself so she, friendly. And she named, well, her and her husband, yes. they named me as well. Yes, and the love she has given us. And and they have been a moral, moral support to us. And I will never forget that till the day I die. She's, and, literally, she's literally one of my top favorite people, isn't yes, she? she um, yes, I, I I love her and beyond words. Very supportive to her family. Touch wood, touch wood. Again, you'll say, Mom, I'm, you're Mom you've said it like 20 million it. times, honestly. <laughs> but I can't help it, sweetheart. You say it all the time. I just do I've never realised how much you say it, though, until I've been on this episode with you. <laughs> so you've got, you've got so your own mom. I, I hope I've answered your question with that. Mom, there's so much that I haven't asked you that I want to ask you. It's amazing. I, like I said to Dad, I, want, I, I have to get both of you back on again because there's so, you know, with Dad, I want to know more about his life in Uganda. I haven't even touched on, you know, you, your life in India versus your life in England. And there's so much I haven't asked you yet that I want to. And so I'm going to have to bring you back on for another episode because I've barely even scratched the surface um and you know to have you not just end season two because I got you know I had dad to end season one but to have you on international women's day is quite possibly the best thing I could honestly have wished for to end season two and you know, we do. I, I hope our relationship continues to be feisty in the way that it that, that it is, because it's a great balance between sort of me and dad and me and you. Um, 
but actually that fieriness that feistiness that 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 passion to go i will be heard i will have my voice i will do what i want to do um and i am fierce nobody can stop you no and you know that's caused many an argument between (laughs) um you and i but all of that comes from you that is because that is who you are mom and i have got that from you so actually this is all your fault anyway is basically (laughs) the point i'm trying to make but i just want to say um a huge thank you mom for being on the podcast you're most welcome my sweetheart um for being so open so honest hearing you talk about your dad um and hearing it for the first time is just you know it's, it's stories i've not heard before um and that that has been a real privilege to hear um so mom on international women's day thank you for being my biggest inspiration for being my biggest support for thank being you, my biggest thank challenge you. and for actually giving me all the values all the love all the passion the vigor and the gumption to go I will make my dreams come true because that Hopefully. is everything that I owe to you. So on International Women's Day today, Monday the 8th of March, I just want to say go and give a shout out to the women in your life, whether it's your mom, your sister, your daughter, your friend, your colleague, your aunt, who, your neighbour, whoever it might be, give them a shout out. Make sure you tell them what they mean to you. Because it's International Women's Day and it's absolutely time that we celebrate the incredible women in our lives. I am so blessed to have the most amazing women in my life. And like I keep on saying, what a perfect way to end season two of the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality, with my own Mama Rishaji on the guest list with me. So as ever, you can listen to the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality, on a variety of of different channels we've got apple podcast google podcast spotify overcast and anchor as well as ever if you can then rate and subscribe but only if you're going to give me five um you can't do that on spotify but i know you can on apple podcast so feel free to rate and subscribe as well you can follow us on the power giant podcast on instagram i'm also setting up a new facebook page just for the podcast alone so as soon as that is up and running, I'll be sure to showcase it on the Instagram channel um, and I will let you know when we do come back for season three. Um, so there you go. I will be back. We're going to have a short break um, in between the seasons, give my voice box a chance to recover, get some more amazing guests lined up for season three. Um, but I absolutely will be back behind the mic to talk to more incredible people about anything everything as long as it's always the raw reality i have been joined by my wonderful wonderful guest that is my mama aka rahana rishaji yes sweetheart love you i love you too i'm really proud of you sweetheart thank you very much mom good luck for the future well and hope you get what you want and you make a big big 
successful life. You have a good successful life. Thank you very much, Bob. I best go play the lottery then. I've never done it before. I might as well start then. Uh, I will not encourage you for doing No, that. absolutely no. not. So there we go. <laughs> um, so I have been joined by the most amazing guest. That is my mama bear. So, Mon, thank you so much um, for joining me. So you've been listening to me, Insia Isharji, on the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality. Until next time. Bye.